Hello everyone, welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum, where you will hear about car news, car culture, and car talks. Here's your host, Cody Wagner. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast, and forgive me if I sound tired, I came back from seeing Black Panther early today, but the movie was awesome. A little while ago, probably three days ago, I got a Steam message from a friend of mine who watches Rallycross like I do, and, well, I watch rallying more than he does, but he's big into Rallycross, and news about GRC. Now, for those of you who know, who don't know, I'm a big fan of GRC. For those of you who know, I just said something completely redundant. There's no way to soften the blow on this. The supercars class in GRC has now been axed and been replaced by two other classes. Now, w- technically, it's actually only been replaced by one. The GRC Light Series has just gotten a new name. It's called the Gold Class. Same thing, just new name. Although, to be fair... Looks like they're going to be more powerful. We're here to talk about the Platinum class. That's replacing the supercars. And let me say, I like spec racing. The Viper Cup and the Miata Cup. The Ferrari, whatever it is, and the Lamborghini Super Trofeo thing are all great example, great examples of spec racing series that work. Even, even professional ones like the Lamborghini and Ferrari and the Viper one. They're great examples of spec racing series that can work. But the one thing they all have in common is they were meant to be a spec racing series from the start. And GRC is trying to turn the supercar series into something it's not. It's not a spec racing series, but they're turning it into one. The Platinum class will only have the outdated the outdated body Ford Fiesta. That's it. Now, for those of you who don't understand why spec racing can be interesting, let me explain it. For amateur racing series, a, a spec race is fantastic because early drivers... Early drivers won't know how to overcome the limits of themselves as a driver and the limits of the car that they have. In traditional racing, it's half the interest is the driver and half the interest is the engineers, the designers, and the mechanics. Half the battle is not just the driver overcoming themselves and overcoming over drivers. It's overcoming their machinery and other machinery. That's half the interest. But in a spec racing series, for amateurs anyway, I don't believe that young drivers have the skills or the knowledge or the experience to really know how to deal with the limits of their car and the limits of their their opposing rival's car, especially if it's different. So just overcoming themselves as a driver is a challenge enough. And for amateur racing is more than interesting enough. more Because they're working on their race craft. But when you're a professional racer, generally you already have your race craft settled. I mean, you still practice, you still work on it. But it's kind of, it's dialed in at that point. So you need more to, you know, you need to sizzle the steak a little bit. Make it a little bit more difficult. Make it a little bit more interesting. And that's where having multiple manufacturers comes in. That's where having multiple manufacturers adds in the other half of the interest. Professional spec racing can work. But again, it has to be set up like that from the from the get-go. Because you have to know what you're getting. You have to know what you're watching. And GRC wasn't like that from the beginning. It was multiple manufacturers. Dodge pulled out, but you did have Dodge. Hyundai pulled out, but you did have Hyundai. You have Honda, Ford, Volkswagen, and Subaru. Except you don't anymore because now it's a spec series for this year. And that's a problem. It's a step back because you're trying to turn GRC into something it's not. And I don't believe a series with multiple manufacturers can then just cut it back down to one. The viewership of GRC, a lot of, again, a lot of the interest is the multiple manufacturers, despite the fact that VW, VW dominated last year. It was interesting to see whether or not they could pull it off, excluding the amount of doubt someone may have. It was interesting to see how a round would play out, because let's be honest, GRC is not that predictable. F1 is more predictable than GRC. So they've turned, they've get, gotten rid of the supercars class and turned it into the platinum class. 
with the same car. And they say it should help competitiveness because not everyone's in the same car. And that's true. But again, half the interest was seeing which automaker could be the most competitive with what with the resources they have. I'm not saying this series can't be good as a spec racing series, but it's going to be really, really difficult to overcome what GRC has come to mean. And imagine Subaru. They were just coming good last year. They were just sorting out their problems. They were just they were just getting themselves straight. And now they can't use their car. They wasted a bunch of money on the series, and now they can't even use their car. When they were just starting to get good. And there's no guarantee that they'd still be good this year. But there's also no guarantee that they wouldn't. It's Schrodinger's cat. We haven't seen anything yet. And Subaru, I don't know if they got much testing in yet. Maybe they did. Only they know, but as far as the rest of us fans who don't know, it was Schrodinger's cat. Maybe they would have been good. Maybe they would have been bad. But now we don't know. And now Subaru, whether they knew or not, doesn't matter. Because they can't use the car anymore. Ford is the only manufacturer that actually has a car in here, and it's the outdated Fiesta. I mean, and when I say outdated, I mean the body. The body is the outdated Fiesta body, not that new one in rallying, which it should have been. It should have been, but it's not. This, to me, is a step back. This, to me, is going in the wrong direction. Because it's trying to be something it's not, and I think they're going to kill a lot of their viewership. This would be like F1, except all the cars were Mercedes. I mean, half of that would be really interesting because then everyone would be on a level playing field. And knowing how badly Mercedes dominate, it would be interesting to see who is genuinely the better driver. Yes, that would be true. But again, half the interest is seeing who can come out on top. Even of the lower tier teams, which of the lower tier teams can come that close to tasting for, you know, factory supported glory. And that's gone. That's gone now. And that's a shame. The only good thing that's actually come out of this is apparently we're supposed to be getting... Actually, I need to explain, before I say that, we're also getting a GRC Europe series, which is redundant as mass because we already have World RX. To me, they're wasting money making a European series when Europe already has one. <coughs> World RX. I would have just stri- I would have sh- striked up a deal with them instead rather than waste money on a new series. However, it's because that we have a new series that we're getting a sort of Clash of Nations type of race. All the people from GRC America, whether whether how American all the drivers are or not is trivial to me, but either way, we're getting a sort of GRC regular and GRC Europe clash of ultimates series. So you get the winners from the GRC normal and the GRC and the winners from GRC Europe, and they go head to head. They go head to head in a sort of final make race, and that's fantastic. That is a good idea. I wish I'd, I wish more motorsports would implement that. That's a good idea. I just wish we didn't have to get it like this. As I said, I just would have stroke up a deal with World RX. That's what I would have done. Because that makes more sense. Why try and break into a segment someone else already has locked down? It's admirable to try, sure. But for GRC's case, it's more economical just to strike up a deal with World RX if you can. And that's what I would I would have tried. And then, again, work out the details of this, you know, race of winners series so long story short we're getting a gold we're getting a gold series in replace of the light series which to me is just a rename and the platinum series which is a full-on replacement of the supercar series and that's not a good thing however we do have the race of winners to look forward to and that should be pretty fun anyway i hope you all can forgive this little rant before i end off i need to give some some bit of actual news so it wasn't just a complete racing rant audi will release the e-tron prototypes on the streets of geneva that should be pretty cool 
and Jaguar iPage debut marked a very special milestone for its designer, Ian Callum. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Car books, car shows, car merchandise, car games, and even a car podcast. That's who I am. Do you realize when you're doing the things you love, it's not work? I'm Cody Wagner, host of Cody's Car Conundrum, and my passion is absolutely everything cars. My purpose in creating Cody's Car Conundrum is to be a resource for all things cars, from games to product development, product reviews, and even writing new automotive books and articles. With my mom's help, I've created a GoFundMe campaign to help me upgrade my computer equipment and Xbox and even my podcasting equipment, too. I also have created t-shirts and I'm looking to market those as well as my books. Visit my campaign at www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Help me show teenage entrepreneurs you can follow your passion and people will help you move to the next level. Thank you for any donation, big or small. Once again, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. The Karma Rivero has been recalled by the NHTSA over faulty side airbags and no, the Karma Rivero is just the Fisker Karma with a new name. Mercedes AMG GT four-door coupe is nearly ready for its close-up and I'm actually kind of excited. I want to see what they've done. Saudi Arabia to sell property of a detained billionaire and his 923 cars. 923. 120. Let that sink in. Just trying to rival Jay Leno, I swear. 2018 BMW X2 priced from £33,980 in the UK and it is already available for order and that should be probably nearly thirty-eight grand. Holden to recall 333,000 vehicles with faulty Takata airbag inflation. Oh man, not another one. Lamborghini Aventador SVJ will boast more than 800 horsepower. And soon, we may be getting a look at it. I sure hope so. That'd be fantastic. Let's see what Mr. Karma Automotive has uh, has done. Although, apparently it's not even... It might not be their fault. We don't hear much about the Karma Automotive... Or the Karma, the Karma Automotive Company these days. That's true. Not from Fisker, certainly. And not much from Karma Automotive. Karma Automotive either. But we have just received word from the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. The government agency has announced the recall of... Nearly a hundred, not a thousand, nearly a hundred of the luxury plug-in hybrids now known as the Karma Rivero due to an issue with its airbags. More specifically, the side curtain airbags could detach from their inflators that could prevent prevent them from deploying properly in the, event of, in the event of a crash, thereby failing to comply with the ejection mitigation section of the Federal Motor Vehicle Safety Standards. The problematic unit, un, or units, unsurprisingly, come from Takata. Oh, that's bad. However, the issue of ostensibly has nothing to do with the unexpectedly detonated inflators that has triggered the largest automotive recall in history and driven Takata into bankruptcy. To fix this issue, Karma Automotive is asking 94 owners, oh dear, is asking 94 owners to bring their Riveros into their local dealer. What local Karma dealers are there to have new units installed with an additional clamp to place this... To, in place to secure the inflator? The process is set to kick off on April 17th. China's Wang Zhang, sorry, group launched Karma Automotive and the reborn Karma Rivera after acquiring the assets of the defunct Fisker Automotive for nearly $150 million in 2014. The vehicle was initially launched in 2011 as the Fisker Karma and was devo- developed by noted designer Henrik Fisker. Also, hold on, there's a picture of the interior, which I never got a good look at. Oh, that's cool. It's a little bit minimalist, but that's cool. And, well, soon enough to Holden. Icona Nucleus concept is a fully autonomous living room on wheels. Which means it's a fully autonomous 
motion sick motion sick room essentially Tesla has been slapped with a fine for polluting and unsurprisingly it's due to their Fremont plant not the cars but the plant Carrozzeria touring Superleggera Italian word is a Maserati Gran Turismo in a bespoke suit and I kind of like to get get to see one up close the Detroit Auto Show could be moving to October. That's pretty interesting. Apparently, they're trying to distance themselves from CES, which makes sense because those two are, as far as I remember, pretty close to each other. So, yay! Although, that'd be kind of weird. Maybe you'd have Halloween-themed special edition cars then. I don't know. Okay, now let's get on to uh, to Holden. Holden will recall, recall approximately 333,000 vehicles in Australia due to potential, potentially faulty Takata airbag inflators. Oh, the saga continues. The vehicles impacted by this latest recall vary and start with the Holden Astra from the 2005 to 2009 model years. Other Holden badge vehicles include in the re, included in the recall are the 2014 to 2017 model year Astra, 2013 to 2018 Trax, 2012 to 2018 Barina, which is the Chevrolet Sonic for here, 2010 to 2016 Cruise, and 2015 to 2017 Holden Cascada, which is exactly like the Buick Cascada slash Vauxhall slash Opel Cascada. A number of other vehicles previously sold in Australia by General Motors are also affected. These include the 2012 Opel Cascada, there you go, 2014 Opel Maca, which is that Trax thing, or Buick, uh... Oh, what's the small little Buick one that's basically the Opel Maca slash Chevrolet Trax? I can't remember. Anyway, 2013 Opel Zafira, 2012-2013 Opel Astra, 2006-2011 Saab 9-3, and the 2006-2011 Saab 9-5. In a statement, Holden said that it will contact customers who own vehicles with the faulty airbag inflators. We are developing our plan in response to the recall. The recall notice calls for a progressive series of recalls, and our plan will reflect this. Holden will contact customers directly at an appropriate time if their car is being recalled, they said. This wide-reaching recall comes just five months after Holden attempted to avoid being forced to recall vehicles with Takata inflators. In a request submitted to the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, Holden asserted, asserted that internal tests it conducted found the inflators to be safe. Holden also claimed that it may not have had the ability to replace the airbags due to difficulty due to the difficulty suppliers could have faced to meet demand. I can't I I can't believe Holden got the Cascada. I really didn't remember that. I mean and I check their website every now and then just because I'm curious, but High and Die hires another BMW M executive to run its performance division. 2019 Cadillac XT4. First look at GM's BMW X1 and Mercedes GLA competitor. Fiat 500X mild update now evident on Facebook through prototypes. Volkswagen Tiguan GTE spied with plenty of plug-in hybrid badges. If it's anything like that Chevrolet Tahoe plug-in hybrid, then it's got one. It's got three badges too many. There is a 2019 Kia Seed Sportwagon heading to Geneva, and that's fantastic news. New Mercedes A-Class is already prepared for the car-sharing future, and those taillights look horrible. They're f they're kind of familiar. I can't quite remember the car I'm trying to think of. Pagani to launch pure, they're going to launch a pure electric hypercar by 2025, and the Vira successor will get a manual. I'm kind of surprised Pagani would go that way, but oh well, launch away. Jeep has revealed the Grand Commander's interior design, and if you don't know what the Grand Commander is, it's a seven-seater Jeep for China. 
And the interior looks good. Really good. Cupra E-Racer is the world's first EV touring car, and hey, it looks pretty good. 2019 Volkswagen Touareg gets a dual screen layout and... Dual screen? Oh well. And more tech than ever. Rome will say Arrivederci to diesel-powered vehicles by 2024. Fair enough. You can now order the new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter in the UK for 24,350 pounds, or probably nearly 30 grand. Apparently, there is a Paul Walker documentary in the works, and it's being developed by Paramount. That could be cool. Next Ford Focus RS could be a 400-horsepower electric beast. I hope it's not solely electric. That'd be kind of lame. Sad, and kind of lame. 2019 Mazda MX-5 Miata could have an upgraded engine with 181 horsepower. Apparently, that's 26 more than the current one. That'd be cool. I want that. Mercedes EQC teased as company completes winter testing. Dyson to hire 300 new employees to make the electric car, their electric car, a reality. 2019 GMC Sierra looks to a luxury and carbon fiber bed to set, up, to set itself apart from the Silverado. Of course, they didn't really do that much for, well, they did a little bit for the interior, but uh, it looks better than the Silverado. I will say that much. Personally, it doesn't look as good as the Ram 1500, but then again, it also looks better than the Ford F-150, but that's not saying much. Porsche looking into blockchain tech for future vehicles. I'd have to get myself versed on blockchain. I can't even, I don't even know what that is. BMW rolls out M performance parts for the X2, X3, and the X4. The 2019 Jaguar I-Pace is here, and it's a 395 horsepower, all-electric Tesla Model X rival. And it looks really good. Very good. Topless Lamborghini Huracan Performante Spider heading to Geneva, and that should look pretty good as well. That'll be cool. Porsche says, unlike Tesla's cars, the Mission E's performance will be consistent. That's a stab at Tesla. A big one. Although it sounds a little arrogant, but whatever. Porsche could probably pull it off. Zenvo's new supercar is called the TSRS, or the SRST, if we're going to put the name backwards. In fact, I just realized... The Seat Leon, Leon backwards would be Noel. The Seat Noel. <laughs> anyway, 2019 Seat Leon to debut Volkswagen Group's next generation infotainment tech. The all new Volkswagen, no, the all new Volvo S60 has been sort of revealed by their CEO. And what I mean by that is the existence of it has been revealed. The Alpine A110 and a dozen new cars have been added to Gran Turismo Sport. Kind of wish I could play that game, actually. I'm not a big PlayStation person or Gran Turismo person, but GT Sport is the one Gran Turismo game I'd play. And it's the one Gran Turismo game I actually want. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed it. I will see you all this Wednesday. You have just listened to Cody's Car Conundrum. Be sure to join us every Sunday. You can subscribe to Cody's YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash c slash acr Be sure to get Cody's books on Amazon at www.amazon.com slash Cody dash Wagner slash E slash capital B zero one nine capital K capital X seven two capital Z eight. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Be sure to follow Cody here so you don't miss any episodes. Bye until next time.